Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Father, thank you for your word. Teach us your word. Reveal yourself to us as we hear your word. Let us have an encounter in your word with you. That we will not live here the same. Let the seed of your word be sown, planted on good hearts. Good soils of our hearts. That it will bear fruit, some 30 fold, some 60 fold, and some 100 fold. We thank you that through the delivery of your word, there shall be healings. There shall be miracles. There shall be breakthroughs. There shall be supernatural encounters and divine directions. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. The psalmist said in Psalm, I think, 112 or 116 or so, he says that, I like it so much. Uh, every, every now and then, when I come across it in my Bible reading, I, it just ministers to my heart so much. Yes, Psalm 116, verse 12, he said, What shall I render to God for all his benefits towards me? I like the way the, the songwriter put it. He said, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great redeemer's praise. Oh, for a thousand tongues. He says that one tongue is not enough. That's why the songwriter says that count your blessings. Tell someone, count your blessings. You see, sometimes it looks like God hasn't done much for you. But the devil is a liar. You see, God has done more for you which you are not aware of than the ones you are aware of. You didn't know what he delivered you from just about an hour ago. Right. That is why the songwriter said, just count your blessings and name them, name them one by one. He, he gave me a, a, a good job. He, I didn't have a job. He gave me a job. He gave me, I almost lost my house. He gave me a house. He gave me a husband. He gave me a child. My child was not sick. My, I have hair. You know, I have nails. You know what I'm talking about? I was, I was, at least I was able to buy a shoe last year. It may look trivial, but someone couldn't. You understand that? And when they called me to my boss's office, I thought I was about to lose my job. But God, you see, you can count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done for you. So the song, the psalmist said that, in psalm, it says that, what shall I render unto God for all his benefits? God has done it. Tell someone, God has done a lot for you. To the extent that if he chooses not to do anything again, you can never finish thanking him for what he has done. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, when I was growing up, in my early days in Christian life, there's a song that I used to sing, that meaning they said, they said that, he said, if there is, there is an expression greater than thank you, I will use it. But for now, suffice it for me to say, Lord, thank you. There, there is no word that is greater than I, that I can use than the thank you. Say thank you, Lord. God deserves praise. God deserves honor. Usually when we come to church or we hear, thank God, praise him, bless the Lord. It's bless the Lord, oh my soul. See, when you learn how to say bless the Lord, oh my soul, your soul will be blessed by the Lord always. So, is there any particular difference between thanksgiving 
praise and worship. Not necessarily so much, especially when it comes to praising God and thanking God. Not necessarily. Sometimes it can be used interchangeably, but there's quite a slight difference in the sense that um, in most of the time in the Old Testament, which was written in Hebrew, you come across the word praise, 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 praise him, praise God, praise God. For instance, Psalm 92 verse 1 talks about, um, uh, said, I, I, this is a scripture I wanted to read before I went to Psalm. 92 verse 1 talks about how um, it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. Right. So, in, but mostly in the, new, in the Old Testament, you come across the word praise God, praise the Lord, praise God more. Whilst in the New Testament, the stronger word was thank. Thank God. Give him thanks. All right. So, but actually in the Old Testament, there's where nowhere you see the word, the phrase, thank you. It's more thanks or thanksgiving. Now, so what's the uh, significant difference? In the, in the New particular, when... Bible talks about thanking God, giving him thanks. Give God thanks. Like, like this one in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 from verse 16, 17, and 18. That's a quite an interesting text which I would like us all to read it very loud, okay? Let's read it out. Let's read it. Rejoice all. The next verse, pray without ceasing. Next verse, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ for you now. Did you see that? Now, this is the will of God in Christ for you. It's not necessarily talking about when you're, um, maybe you, 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 you've lost your job or your friend who is not born again or your cousin who is not born again dies. Say, give God thanks. God, this is the will of God for him to die. God doesn't will that people who are not born again should die in their sins. All right, so that, this is the will of God. There are people who have interpreted it like it's the, God's desire is that they should die or God's desire is that Whatever situation you find yourself, that's what God wants for you. Actually, in Islam, it's believed that if you are poor, that's what God has made you. If you are rich, that's whatever happens, your fate. So just take it like that. The devil is a liar. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, but it says that in everything, put it back on the screen, let me show you something. In everything, in everything, in what? Everything. Not for everything. Though in Colossians there's a text which says that for everything give can. This particular so in everything. So when you are in it, thank God. Alright, so you must always have an attitude of thanksgiving because the will of God is for you to always thank him. Not that for you to be in something bad or whatever. But the will of God is thanking him. So we always give thanks in everything, giving God thanks. When things are bad, thank him. When things are good, thank him. All right. Fundamentally, when we talk about thanksgiving in the New Testament, most of the time, what the scripture is referring to, give God thanks. Give God thanks. Paul was always giving thanks. That's why he never ran out of miracles. Every prayer, he either starts it with thanks or sandwiches it with thanks or ends it with thanks. Whatever he does, he's always talking about. So when you read the, the epistles, you know what, I suppose you know what the epistles are. Eh? It's not a type of food, okay? <laughs> epistles, letters. Um, from Romans downwards, epistles, the letters Paul wrote. When you look at it, these letters, he always starts by saying, I give God thanks for you in my prayers. I give God thanks in my prayers making mention of you in my prayers. So thanksgiving was so much part of his prayer life. Thanksgiving, to the extent that he says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, that 
it says that be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication backed with thanksgiving all right so you must always have this attitude of thanks to god so because anytime you are thankful your your tank will always remain full when you are thankful your tank will be full all right so uh, jesus himself in the midst when there was uh, they had they needed food to supply to feed the people that um, thousands of people they brought the boys lunch in john chapter 6 bible says jesus took it and said lord i give you thanks the food hadn't had not multiplied yet, but he gave thanks. Right? He said, Lord, I thank you. So he gave thanks to God. And then when he came, when he got to Lazarus' tomb in John chapter 11, John chapter 11 from verse 44, 45, somewhere there, when he says go to Lazarus' tomb, the man has been dead for how long? Four days. All right, he's been dead for four days. That means that he, he, by now he was decom- the body was decomposing. He says, God, there, and he said, Lord, I thank you that you always hear me. So, thanksgiving prepares you for the goodness of God. In the New Testament, we see the Lord, even though in the Old Testament, thanksgiving was always referred to. Now, in the New Testament, thanksgiving was connected, the original word, translate, Greek word translated to thanksgiving, had a, con- a connection with the Greek word charis. Say charis. Say charis. What's the meaning of charis? Grace. Grace. Okay. So he had a connection to grace. So anytime they talk about thanksgiving, they are always referring something that has to do with grace. In the New Testament. So it's grace. So that the, that's why New Testament was always talking about thanks. Because for you to even come into presence of God, grace has helped you. For you to be alive, grace has helped you. So you have to be always thankful for the, uh, the function of God's grace in our lives. Right, so uh, thanks in the, in the New Testament, thanksgiving connotes um, something of grace and for, for which we have to be grateful, uh, thankful to, or grateful for. But ha- however, the word thank, thanksgiving or pr- give God thanks had a lot to do with what God has done or had done or has done. Okay, so when you say give God thanks, watch this, this is very important. Thanksgiving much, most of the time refers to what something God has done, most of the time. However, there are times you can thank God for what he's yet to do. You can thank God by faith. That's what Jesus did, right? That's when you go deeper into Thanksgiving, how Thanksgiving can do some miracles for you. So when you, lo- when you lose your job, don't be complaining. Thank God. Thank God that you are no longer there so that you can be free to be here. Amen. So thankful approach. So Thanksgiving has to do fundamentally has to do with what God has done, whilst praise has to do with who God is, the character of God. So you are praising God for, oh, you are mighty. You are amazing. You are too good. Jesus, you are too much. Sometimes you find ways to explain. When you come to church, you are praising, you are just, oh, Jesus, hey, you are just too much. What? I want to blow your kisses. That's Thanksgiving. That's, that's a form of praise. It's a problem in your own way, at home. You don't have to say, um, um, light of the world, you came down, stepped down into darkness. Open my, no. <laughs> at home, just, just wake up and say, Jesus, you are too much. You are too much. I'm too proud of you, God. I, 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 I love you, man. You know, so, now, in the New Testament, so, when we, or, or particularly when we talk about Thanksgiving, it. It has a connection, as I said, to grace. Whilst in the New, in the Old Testament, praise has a lot of a greater connection with the hands. 
So most of the time, it's like you're praising God. There certainly has to be an expression. I'm going to show you last. Praise must be expressive. But you, Thanksgiving, watch this. Thanksgiving can be private. Can be private or secret or uh, not secret, but private and internal in your heart. Just, all right. But praise is public. So praise is always, praise is always public. Praise is always declaring to some other people or someone. Like I think in Psalm 22, it says that I will praise you in the midst of the congregation. That's why we do that a lot when we come to church. We praise. That's why we call it praise and worship time. It's time to let people know how, how proud you are of this God. So in the face of trouble, you can say it doesn't matter trouble. I, I, God is amazing. My God is awesome. And you, are, you, you just don't want to keep it to yourself. You want to tell someone. That's why I like it. You can't, you can't take my praise away. But that means that someone must hear you. Praise is vocal. Praise will always come out of your mouth. Sometimes Thanksgiving can be private. But praise is public. It's public. Sometimes you Bible, I like this one. I like this text. Oh, man. And the man at the beautiful gate was healed. Check the scriptures. Bible says that when they healed him, they said, silver and gold have I none. Such as I give you, you right? Bible says that they lifted the man. And the man went into the temple. He was jumping, leaping, and praising God. He was jumping. You can't keep it to yourself. He was jumping, leaping. People saw him. They saw him and said, it is not the same one. They said, no. He said, it is the same one. He was jumping and leaping and praising God. He was jumping and walking and leaping and praising God. Like the way Mr. Jehu does. He was, he was just bouncing, bouncing. For the first time, he saw himself walking. For the first time, he was able to walk. Come on, he said, I won't keep quiet about this. I won't keep quiet about this. He went straight into the temple and made noise about the goodness of God. Someone shout Hallelujah. Praise is powerful. Praise is powerful. But permit me to just do some teaching about praise so that when we are doing it, we do it and release the full power. Yes, sir. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Thanksgiving can be private, usually. Silent and private. While praise usually is public and open. Now, when we talk about worship, let me just mention worship so I can go to... I can go into details about praise. So what's the difference between worship and all that I've said? See, the, the, the English word for worship, okay, the, the original English word which has um, evolved into W-O-R-S-H, worship, okay. The original English word spells like W-E-O-R-D-H-S. C I P E, very funny one. W E O R D. So W E O R D, like word. Some f- D and then H S, not S H, H S C I P E. So uh, it's, I remember one of the years ago in my studies, I came across the same word that word Skype. So it's like Skype. You haven't even know what Skype, skyscraper, usually Skype or not. So it's kind of, so Skype has to do with something high. So worth, oh, sorry, building, sorry, building, skyscraper. So some, um, when we talk about worth, worth, building worth for God, worth Skype, building worth. Now, the original Greek word connotes that. It also, um, that's what translated or not translated, evolved into W O R. T-H, ship, 
worship worth. So when we talk about worship, we are talking about value. God's value is worth. That's why they actually use it in the court. Your worship. So you, 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 you are, you are the you. <laughs> it connotes reverence. Okay, worship connotes reverence. It means to pay respect or to pay homage. So that's why we come here to worship. That's why we come to. Sometimes we uh, Christians, because our worship is not external based. Sometimes we trivialize external actions. You know you can be saying, here I am to worship, and your hands in your pocket. You can actually do that, and actually your worship still ascending to God. But it's very hard to do that if you genuinely worship. Unless maybe your hands are all rotten or something, and you, for heaven's sake, you just have to keep it in your pocket. It won't stop your worship from going. Am I making a point here? A good point. So, naturally, when your heart is pouring out to God, it will affect your expression. You know what? I got born again. I didn't, I didn't know when I started church and serious. I didn't know that lifting up your hands is actually a form of an expression of praise. So later on, we were taught in church that when you lift your hands, it's like you are it's an expression of praise. I didn't know. But my heart was full. My heart already raised. So it was affecting my hands. Am, am I making some sense? Kneeling, all those things, sometimes you wouldn't even know, but genuinely you flow into it till later on you get to know the actual theological implications of all these things. In the same way, what I'm saying is that our worship, our activities, Christian activities, is not based so much on the actions, but every faith will have some actions. Why am I saying that? Because in Islam, <laughs> what you do matters. In where, you have to face east. Am I right? To pray. Or Mecca. You have to face the rock. The black, the black stone. You have to, wherever you are, you have to face that place. And you have to pray five times. You have, there's a way you have to go. These are rituals you have to flow, go through. And so if you attempt to pray and you don't do that, it nullifies your prayer. I'm sure it may even be blasphemous. <laughs> you understand that? Whilst in Christianity, you don't have to do that. Because of that, it's very easy for us to come to church and worshiping and forget that we are coming to pay homage. We are coming to pay respect. So people come disheveled. We are worshiping here. Someone is sitting now eating, chewing gum. Because you're not serious. Is that how to pay respect? Do you understand where I'm coming from? And so when we come to worship, we have to understand that we have come to pay Homage. We have come to pay our respect to who? Igwe. The king of kings. The lord of lords. The one who is far above Queen Elizabeth. Far, 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 far above any of them. They all call him king. We come to pay homage. We come to pay respect. And so that's what actually worship, the word worship means. So worship actually means to pay homage, to pay, to pay respect. And the Hebrew word for worship, I think it's good to know that, is shaka, which means to bow down, to reverence, to prostrate, to beseech humbly. To bow down, to reverence, to prostrate. What does it mean to prostrate? Lie flat. 
So when we come to church and we are worshiping, there's nothing wrong, sister, with in spite of how expensive your dress is. So worship, um, the Greek word for worship, shaka, means to prostrate. And have you realized that it all has to do with some actions? So then, even though Christianity is not action, it's not based first on the actions, faith without works is always dead. You, you can't say it's only in my heart. It will show on you in your acts. You understand that? So that's uh, what the, the Greek word connotes, uh, sorry, the Hebrew word for worship. And the Greek word for worship, I like that one, is proskuneo. Uh, let me spell it for you, okay? P R O S. P-R-O-S, pros, say pros. And then the, the other one is K-U-N-E-O. K-U-N, so how does it sound? Say it again. Pros, kunio. So pros, pros actually means, when it's better of two words, so pros and kunio. Pros means kiss, all right. Pros means um, to kiss. And then kunio means forward, all right. So it's like, to lean forward or move forward and kiss. That's worship. Proskinio, the Greek word for worship. You, that's, that's what the lady did in the book of John when she came and wiped Jesus' feet with her hair and kissed her, his feet. Because it's worship. Worshipper, worshipper. You are, you are a worshipper. You are someone who, who comes like a dog. Come and then be hanging around and trying to kiss your feet. And kiss. You, you come to God like God is your boss and you just nothing before him. You, you, it's, it's, to kiss is an expression of adoration, an expression of affection, an expression of love, an, an expression of passion, or an, an expression of affection. So you kiss God because God, you are all... Is it, it doesn't matter whether you have a, a husband or a wife or not, ready to have one or one has just left your life. Those things don't matter. A worshiper, God is first. Yeah. Whether you have job, you don't have a job. Whether you have money in your account, you don't have it. All those things are secondary. God is first. So when, when the, the proskinio means that you are leaning forward to kiss God. How many of us want to lean forward to kiss God? Yeah. It's good to kiss God. Jesus Christ was betrayed with a kiss. But you honor him with your kiss. Say hallelujah. So in the morning you can wake up. And it, see, the problem here is, I, I forgot to say that Sunday. The problem here is that most of us don't have a private worship life. They don't worship at home. They don't have their own personal time, praise and worship. God, I praise you. God, I worship you. No, no. The best worship they can give is when they come to church. Or the best praise. I, am, I, am I speaking the truth? That's why sometimes we come to church and then the, the one who is leading the worship Maybe it's not flowing. You are, you, we depend on that one because we don't have actually our own worship. But the Bible says that it's interesting. We don't have our own praise. The Bible says that enter his gates with thanksgiving. So you, are, you should be coming with your thanks. Don't come and wait for someone to whine you. Then you begin to thank God. No, you should come with your own. Can you imagine he came with his own? She came with his own. He comes with his own. He comes with his own. You come with your own. You come with your own. They come with their own. By the time we are, we, as soon as we arrive, it's like a boomerang. Because we all came loaded with thanks and praise. So we are not waiting for special musician. No. You see, if you have a connection with God, you do not necessarily need instruments. 
You can do your own thing. I, I remember those days. We go into the forest. We are praying and then we are praying. We are saying, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. Hey! It, it, is, it is good. It is just good. It is good to praise the Lord. Ah, it is good. You can praise the Lord without instruments. Yes. When you have a connection with God and you know who you are dealing with. So, hallelujah. So, it is necessary to understand that God deserves our praise and we should be ready to praise him. Let me give you a few Hebrew words. The words, why do we need these Hebrew words? Because you see, sometimes um, words evolve. Because when they say that that, that, that guy's, that guy's um, presentation was bad. And now, nowadays, when they say it was bad, it mean it was good. So because words evolve and have different meanings. Now, in certain countries or certain languages, there are certain words that mean different. What we call swear word here, in certain parts, words differ. In the same way, if you use it, that's why, for instance, um, when we talk about love in English, the original Greek has different forms of love. When you say, I love my, I love ice cream. I love my dog. I love my car. I love my wife. I love my mother. Is this the same love? The same word, but the meanings are different. But the Greek would use different words. In the same way, when we talk about praise, there are several, actually, I have 12, 12 different words, Hebrew words that were translated as just praise in English. 12 Hebrew words. And every one of them carries a special, a particular connotation. And that's what I want us to have a look at quickly. And then, is that okay? So the first one I want to mention is halal. H-A-L-A-L. Halal. H-A-L-A-L. Halal. Halal means to boast, to be excited, to enjoy. It connotes an explosion of enthusiasm. So it means to boast. You see when you are going to, when they are selling something, you see that when they are advertising something, they actually try and boast about it. Those of us who buy things, maybe on teleshopping. Is it called teleshopping? You buy something, realize it's the same as actually, because the way they advertise, they boast about it. And so to boast about something, connotes confidence. You are boasting, you are excited about it. Halal means to boast about your God, to be excited about your God. To, to, it also means to celebrate, to rejoice. So it's, it's halal connotes, it's, it's an, it connotes explosion of enthusiasm. You are very enthusiastic, excited. So you can't tell me that See, that's why you cannot take my praise away. Because praise is not private. So you can't be silent when you are halaling. Halal. Now, actually, <laughs> I mean, why, why are you laughing? Halaling. Actually, actually, we get the, we, we say it every time. Hallelujah. Okay. So, hallelu. So, praise there. Yeah. Jehovah, Yahweh, and they shorten it, yeah, yeah, like Jara, Safara, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, so hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, so hallelujah is that praise, that's what we mean, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, all right, so it's the same as praise the Lord, all right, now, but 
But the, that halal means to. So I don't see how you can be saying halal. Hallelujah. No, hallelujah. 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 Hey, it could some enthusiasm. It could some boasting, some joy, some celebration, rejoicing, enjoying God. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. So halal, one of the Hebrew words translated as praise is halal. The, the, the second fundamental Hebrew word translated, Hebrew word translated as praise is yada. Y-A-D-A-H. Yada. It means to give public acknowledgement to. To give public acknowledgement to. Publicly acknowledging. Publicly acknowledging that. Like a, a, a reverend stands said, ladies and gentlemen, behold, I present to you Mr. and Mrs. or the groomsman can said, ladies and gentlemen, behold the bride. That's public acknowledgement. You publicly acknowledging something. So when we talk about Yada, it connotes that publicly acknowledging, watch this, that God is your God. I'm not hiding about it. God is my God. I, I, I am a worshiper. Yada and Yada connotes. Watch, this is very important. Yada has a lot to do with with extended hands. So, so they confess. This is how they used to do it. When they lift their hands in worship or in praise, they it's like throwing it up. So it's like throwing something to him, and they they lift their hands, extended hands, worshiping or praising with extended hands. Actually, that's what Yada means. Or it's a confession, confession of praise, not confession of sin, confession of fault, but confession of praise that Jesus, God alone is God. The Lord is God. And with the hands lifted and praising him. Hallelujah. Years ago, I found out that when we said lift up your hands, it's not a form of punishment. Because some people will say, nowadays you don't even find it too much in church. Because either those on the pulpits are not aware of it or they don't want to be discouraged. Or those in the pews have discouraged those on the pulpit so much that they even bother, stop bothering asking people to lift. But lifting your hand is, is a sign of surrenderance. But not just a sign of surrenderance. It's a sign of confessing that my help comes from you. Oh, you know, one day I discovered this. It helped me so much. Uh, when you see a, your little child coming to you, what does that mean? That, that lift me up, Dad. Lift, I don't know who touched them. The little girl will always do that. Which follow, turn in front of me and lift up the hands. <laughs> lift me up. So in worship or in praise, when you lift up your hands, you are telling God, God, lift me up. God, raise me up. Take me out of this situation. Take me to another level. Raise me to another level. Someone shout hallelujah. So yada means confessing the praise of God with an extended hand. Yada. And so when we are worshiping or praising God, you can, you can add all these things. Praising him. Hallelujah. Number, uh, uh, this, uh, you can check Psalm 63, verse 4, and then first Chron- Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 19 to 20, when they went before the army. Can you imagine? The, the singers went before the army to praise. And they were just, with, with, can you imagine? They were going to fight. Can, 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 they were going for war. Yeah. And they went before the army. How? So the enemies will be see the thing they have surrendered. No, they were going like this. <laughs> but they were praising God. They were praising God. And Bible said God moved on their enemies and defeated. Not one of them escaped. 
They only went and met dead bodies. Why? Because they went to war with extended hands, praising God. Yadarim. Yadarim. As someone yadars, I see your enemies falling before you. I see your enemy falling before you. In the name of Jesus. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Quickly, the next one I want to give you, which most of us will not forget easily, is Barak. 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 Barak Obama. (laughs) Such a nice name. Barak means to bless. Bless the Lord with me. Barak. The Lord with me. Barak. The Lord we sing hallelujah, say hallelujah. See, these songs are very rich. Yeah. Ah, you know, hallelujah already. Yeah. Hallelujah, Shabbat. Praise the Lord, Shabbat. <laughs> you know that song? So, 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 bless. Barak means bless. To bless the Lord. It also connotes kneeling down. So, you can praise God kneeling down. Blessing him. Now, in Psalm 34 verse 1, actually, when he says, I'll bless the Lord at all times. That means that sometimes you don't feel it and things are rough, but situation, I have chosen that I'm going to make myself bless him and kneeling before him. So Barak is blessed, which also connotes doing, praising him with kneeling down. Now, I told you people say, oh, uh, how can you bless God? When we say we bless God, it, you see, we, we are, it's another form of praise. You're speaking well of God. Speak well of God. God, you are just good. You are good. All the time, yes, or you are just good. Please, when you wake up in the morning, hit the highway of praise and see how your day will go. Hallelujah. David said, David prays how many times a day? Three times, David. He said, in the morning, in the afternoon, and the evening, I'll praise you. But I'll pray, I'll, I'll, I'll pray, I pray, praise three times. But he praises God seven times a day. He praises God. No wonder heaven has not recovered from David's impact. Because David was a praiser. He praised his way into the palace. He prayed. Even when he fell into trouble, David, King David, even when he fell into trouble, he stayed up through praise. Can you imagine? Saul. Saul didn't do any worse thing. Saul. He just disobeyed by going to sacrifice when he wasn't asked to. God said, the throne has left your house, left you and left your house. David got somebody's wife and killed the man, married the woman, eventually had a child with the woman. And guess what? That child, Bathsheba's child, became Solomon, the heir of the throne. How do you explain this? Injustice. You kill someone's, how do you do but David was a worshiper. I'm not saying that. You see, sometimes we get so uh, moralistic on God. God is looking for faith. Because religion is morality. There's a different there's a difference between morality and godliness. Godliness. Say godliness. Bible said godliness with contentment is great gain. There are people who are very moralistic, but they are not godly. They are two different things. But you can't be godly and walk in immorality. You can't be godly and feel comfortable living in immorality. You can't. But when you, when, the fact that, you see, they are most, that's why I said, oh, he's a very good man, you know. That doesn't go to you, doesn't go to you. But he's a very good man. Even other people who go to church, he's better than them. He's always encouraging me. Go to, hey! 
You are talking about morality. It's different from it's the godliness. The Bible says that exercise yourself unto godliness. <laughs> Hallelujah. So David, David, in spite of his flaws, the throne never left his house. To the extent that Jesus had to be called the son of David. Because David was a genuine worshiper. He was a praiser. He will praise God. Even, you see, the book of Psalms, let me share with you this, then I'll go to the next one. The book of Psalms is, it encapsulates a wide range of human emotional experience. The book of Psalms, that's the biggest. And do you know what Psalms is? Psalms, songs. Songs, actually, songs. It, they, can you imagine? In the middle, middle of the Bible is songs. The longest book in the Bible is songs. And guess what? It has a song, most of it's songs of praising or celebrating God and rejoicing. Some of it is songs of dark moments. But guess what? Even in the dark moments, it some, somehow ends with praise. And it ends with, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So praise must form a chunk of your time with God. A major part of your time with God. Hallelujah. So, so uh, uh, Barak, is that what I'm on now? Yes. Barak means to uh, bless the Lord, kneeling down. And then the next one is Zama, Z-A-M-A-R. Zama, Zama. Let's all say Zama. Say it again, please. Psalm 92, verse 1. Let's read it out loud together from the screen. All right, shall we all read it out loud? Let's go. To sing praise to your name. And to let's read that part again. And to sing praises to you. One more time. And to sing praises. Can I hear only the men? And to sing praises to your name. Can I only the ladies? And to sing praises to your name. Shall we all say it together? And to sing praises to your name. Now watch this. He added to sing praises. He didn't say to praise your name, but to sing praises. Right. Zama has to do with praising God in songs. Zama, and it forms a bigger part of praise. Praise is greatly expressed through singing, most of the time in the scriptures. There's something, I watch this, there's something about praising and singing. There's something about praising and singing, because praising goes with singing. That's why most of the time we see, we come, we have music, we have singing, and because praise goes with singing. So here it says that, and to sing praises to your name, most, O Most High. To Zama, 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 to sing. So you live, and in, in, the, in the New Testament, or what's even in the charismatic church, I know some of you may not be aware of this, but there's something we call, usually call, spiritual songs. Singing spiritual songs, and I like this when I was taught this years ago in church, and making melody in your heart. Ephesians, let's look at this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19 and 20. I like that. I should have quoted that when I was talking about Thanksgiving, but it doesn't matter. Let me mention it. It said, Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, watch this. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another. Speaking to one another in what? Psalms and what? Hymns and what? Spiritual song. Then he went on to say, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. This is is what you should be doing. Stop coughing. (laughs) Make melody in your heart to the Lord. (laughs) Sing psalms 
Go back to that, that verse. Verse 19, verse 19. Speaking to one another in Psalms. So read some Psalms to one another. Speak to, in Psalms. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt. Speaking to one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual or spiritual songs. I don't know where they got it from, but when I, in my early days of Christian, I was taught to understand that when we say sometimes we don't do it very much here. When we sang like "Here I'm to worship," that's like spiritual songs, singing in tongues, or sometimes you can add your own. Oh my Lord, I worship, I bless Your name. Oh, You are worthy, You are worthy, You are worthy. This is Zama. This is Zama. Okay, and usually there are times because we are so music loving, our, our worship and praise and worship is evolving very rapidly into pure music making. Yeah. So sometimes even the praise and worship leader can give a pause, can break, and say that just worship the Lord in your own ways or sing a new song on today. Find something. That, first of all, I don't know how to say. You ah, make melody in your heart. Yeah. I say that did you see nobody in your Bible? Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. (laughs) So so it is necessary. You see, watch this. Because if we don't take care, we'll be raising people who are supposed to be Christians who don't actually understand spiritual things. So they come to church, show your power. This ask for this song, I like it too. Hey, no. That's all that's that's all there is to your praise and worship. And you dance and you go, and then when they raise one song, you say, I don't like this song. <laughs> it's, it's they're singing too long. I don't like this song. <laughs> then, 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 they, then they raise Glory in the and I rest in Father. It's a music, it's a music. <laughs> so zama it actually means to touch the strings the Greek word for sorry, the Hebrew word actually means to touch the strings that is the fundamental meaning of praise in the, in the Old Testament to touch the strings so praise has a lot to do with music alright and then number what alright I'll rush through this quickly so that Number five is one, the one I, I used to use a lot, I used to like a lot. It's called, S, it's spelled S-H-A-B-A-C-H. S-H-A-B-A-C-H. How do you say it? Shabbat. Say it again. Shabbat. For the last time, Shabbat. It means to address in a loud tone, to command, to glory, to shout. So address, Oh Lord! Oh Lord, I bless your name! I added Shabbat and Zama. That's a good one. <laughs> in a loud tone. So I don't know where those people got it from that worship you. When you come to church, it must be very calm, like a funeral. I don't know. But when you go to the stadium, it should be rich. Yes, we have come to celebrate for heaven's sake. We come to celebrate. From this time on, don't let, if no one is coming forward to dance, do your own thing because you are praising your God. If you feel like taking a scarf and throwing it around, what I don't really understand is usually. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to talk about. But, and when you go somewhere, I don't remember. I really, I, I, I said I don't understand. I don't say I don't like. I don't understand. 
When we are here, we are saying, here I am to worship. And then someone with a flag. Selected, some selected people, and then they are holding flag. Here I am to bow. <laughs> But maybe a form of choreography. Some of you have seen some before, some amazing. I don't understand. Maybe even praise is slightly different. If you are doing your praise and maybe those calves waving it, that's okay. Sometimes I want you, this guy just leave there. Go and stand the corner and do it. We are not here to watch performance. I'm not here. When it's time for worship, praise and worship, no, performance is not necessary. That's why the one who is leading praise and worship shouldn't do, try and draw so much attention to herself or himself, his shoe or what. That is irrelevant. Because that, is, that time is specially for focusing on God. Specially. So we don't want to watch people. That's why it's called congregational singing. Everybody rises. We are singing together. Yes. We are singing together, which is different from the choir is coming to give us a special song or one brother or sister coming to give us a special. <laughs> Hold me close. Let's... That's, that's, that's different. That's different. That you can do all your styles. You know, however, someone like... Sometimes... The, the singing, you can tell, it's musical, musically sweet. So I'm not saying don't express yourself in such a, a, in a musical way, a very nice musical way. That's not what I'm saying. You have to express yourself because music, at least if you are singing, let's do it nice. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But then the focus shouldn't be on man. The focus is on God. And so Shabak, Shabak has to do it, addressing with a very loud tone. All right, addressing God with a loud. And you like this. Okay, Psalm 117, verse 1. It's, it's Shabbat over there. Psalm 117, verse 1. It says, Praise the Lord. That praise the Lord. The word praise is, is Shabbat the Lord. All you Gentiles, Lord Him, all you people. All right. Now, the next one is Toda. Let's all say Toda. Say it again. Toda. For the last time. Toda. Toda, say. Now, you see where Toda... Now, what, what our brother used to say, which sounds like Toda Hashem, which I explained it, is Toda Hashem. Hashem is the name. God, they wouldn't want to mention God's name, Yahweh. So, bless the name. Praise the name. Toda Hashem, okay? But Toda is praise. And it's, Toda is a very serious one because I like Toda particularly because it connotes like... It's, it's, the root word is Yada. Okay, with an unsteaded hands, confessing that God is Lord, but sometimes these are so bad. But God, I bless your name. You are the Lord alone. You are God alone. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be crying, but you are you thankful. You are excited and praising Him. And so it's like it is it is it's born. I said it's called sacrifice of praise. You are giving God sacrifice of praise. Sometimes, practically, you are not in the state to do that. You don't feel like it. This, everything seems contrary. But guess what? It says that even though the fig tree will not blossom, yet I will praise his name. Sacrifice of praise. So that has to do with sacrifice. You are praising God and it connotes faith as well. You see Hebrews 13, 15, yes. Therefore, let, let, let for by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of 
a sacrifice to God, sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks. So give him sacrifice of praise. Sometimes you don't feel it. You just can't imagine. They, they told you you just lost some money or your job, and you are singing. Internally, you feel low, but you decide that you can take my praise away. Satan, you can take my praise. And it confuses the devil. You should be crying. You should be upset with God. And here you are praising him. Giving him to die. With, with the lifted hand, you die and tell him, Lord, you alone are God. There is no God like you. There is nothing you cannot do. Behold, you are the God of all flesh. And I will bless your name. I will praise your name. Someone shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Toda. <laughs> Psalm 50 verse 3 says, Whoever offers praise glorifies me. That praise there is talking about Toda. And to him who, de- who, who orders his conduct aright, I will show him the salvation of the Lord. When you honor God in spite of negative situations, it, it, it requires faith. Toda requires faith. It's not everyone who can enter into the Toda kind of praise. When things are gloomy, when things are dark, you enter into that kind of it requires faith. And the Bible says, Whosoever that does, who does you, you honor, whosoever you glorify me, and I'll show him the salvation of the Lord. Shout to that. Shout it again. To that. To that, the Lord. Then the, the next one, which will be familiar to some of us T E H E double L A H. Tehila. Tehila. How many of you have heard it before? <laughs> Tehila. 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 Now I'll rush you the rest because Tehila means singing our halal. <laughs> singing our boast. You know. So halal making. So watch this. What's halal? To boast. To be jubilant. Okay. To rejoice. And now you sing. That's what we do now usually praise night. So it's, it's Tehila. We are halaling and rejoicing. Singing at Singing our boast at the same time, rejoicing. All right, so Tehila, Tehila has to do with singing and um, praising God at the same time. So singing God, which, which let, let me explain the, the slight difference between Zama and te, Tehila. Zama is praising God and singing with musical accompaniment. Particularly, it makes more stronger reference to musical accompaniment. Whilst Tehila has everything to do with Expressing everything in songs, expressing your your halal in song. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Psalm forty. Let's look at Psalm forty, verse three. Psalm forty, verse three, and then Second Chronicles. You can write them down. Psalm forty, verse three. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear, and will trust in the Lord. Okay, so that song, putting a song in my mouth, I'm, I'm praising God. It's a song of praise. Do you see that? So put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Some translation says song of praise. Amen. And then Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22, when they sang and went for battle. They, and now when they began to sing and to praise, did you see that? They began to sing and to praise. The Lord said, God, God doesn't waste time when you praise him. When you, when you praise him, he moves quickly. You didn't hear that. Some of us think it's just the prayer, prayer. You praise him and see. Praise him about the same situation. 
You have been praying for your husband for a long time. Start praising God for your husband. Praise him for your situation. Just praise him. Praise him for your job. Praise him. for this. Begin to praise God. Not that you are, you are happy about it. But praise him. Whatever the state. I praise you. I bless you. As soon as you praise him, he steps in immediately on the spot. It's serious. The wonders of praise. Praise does so much wonders. It's amazing how people have trivialized it. Or those who want to use it, they just do it musically. Just music, and that's all. They don't realize what they are doing. But there's a place, a place in the Bible that says that let the high praises of God be in their mouth to, to execute vengeance. All right, so Tehillah means um, song is singing and halal. Now, the last one of the major ones, there are eight. The last one is Ruah, R U A H, Ruah, which is shout in joy. Psalm 95, verse 1, Psalm 100, verse 1, Ruah, to shout in joy. That's why I like the uh, joyous celebration. Some of this music say, Somebody scream, Arabaribi, Aribirabata. Somebody scream, Hallelujah. So that's Rua. Shouting for joy, which is kind of similar to Shabak. All right. Shabak is addressing with a loud tone and shouting. But. Uh, Rua, Psalm, Psalm 95, verse 1, what does it say? Let's read it together. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock. Did you see that? That's Rua. Let us Rua to the joy of our salvation, to the rock of our salvation. Shouting, Psalm 100, verse 1. Let's read Psalm 100, verse 1. Let's read it all together. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. Oh, you. Yeah. One more time. you are reading it like you are bored. <laughs> when you are praising God, this is praise. Oh. Read it like someone who is reading Make a Joyful. Let, let, let's go. Let's read it aloud. To the Lord. All the, one more time. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. All the, one more time. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. All shout teachings. These last ones, there are quite a few, but these last ones, that last four, are not really major in the West, but write them down quickly. The first among the four, which is number nine, is Q-A-R-A. How do you pronounce it? Q-A-R-A. The next one is N-A-G-A-D. Nagat. Okay. So Q-A-R-A means to proclaim. It's proclamation, announcing, she is making an announcement that like the way the groomsman will say, ladies and gentlemen, behold the bride. So, so it's similar <clears throat> as you saw. So number 10 is Nagat. Number 11 is B-A-S-H-A-R. Bashar. It sounds like Bashar Arafat. Al-Assad or something, isn't it? Bashar, which means to proclaim. B-A-S-H-A-R. And then the final one, which is R-U-M. Simple. R-U-M. Please to extol. I like some one 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 forty-five verse one said, I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I'll praise your name forever. Every day will I bless you. I will praise your name for for great is the Lord and great. I will extol. See that 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 extol there is Ram. Ram. 
I will extol you, my God, O King, and I'll bless, I'll barack, I'll barack your name forever. Hallelujah. 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 Did someone get something? Is someone ready to give the Lord some well praise? Some Ruah, some Barak, some Shabbat, some Tehila, some Toda, some Yada, some, 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 come on, come on, some, some, someone lift up your voice and give the Lord, don't wait for instruments, don't wait for instruments, you are instruments on yourself. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.